Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. In the last two Summer Olympics, Kenyans have won 25 medals, all of them in distance events. Of the top 10 marathon times ever recorded, Kenyans ran eight of them. Last week, Japanese scientists explained place explosive detonators at the bottom of Lake Loch Ness to blow Nessie out of the water. <laughs> Sir Court Godfrey of the Nessie Alliance summoned the help of Scotland's local wizards to cast a protective spell over the lake and its local residents and all those who seek for the peaceful existence of our underwater ally. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Matteblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. And this is. Can you hear me? The podcast that's new guest host, Professor Brad, and your old pal, Gustav Montblanc. I'm at Real Gustav. Brad won't check his Twitter, but it's at Bits Are Fun, and you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. Brad, we got some Twitter questions for you. Awesome. Sensei Thunderfist MD wants to know, is this somebody I know? I don't know if you interact with him or not. Okay. He wants to know why are hot dogs in a 12-pack, but the buns in an 8-pack, which I think is like a almost the equivalent of, what's the deal with airplane food type comedy level? I thought they were, I thought they evened them out. I, thought I think they may are, have gotten better, but I think there's still some disparity. I think it's 8 and 8 now, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't buy a lot of hot dog buns. I, uh, buy, I buy, in fact, I think there's only 6 or 12 in my packs of jalapeno cheddar smoked sausages because i don't buy regular hot dogs either okay well what you do with those extra ones is you you uh put butter on them you make garlic bread out of them are you gonna make have you have you found a place to make you hot dog tamales yet no no i i, I would love that if they who i gave somebody a million dollar idea there i don't think it's a million dollar idea dollar 25 idea yeah you can sell them for a dollar 25 that did I tell you about my idea? Like nothing, bunt cakes. You, yeah, I think that's already a no. But you use you make monkey 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 bread, monkey bread, yeah, and you peel that off and you fill the middle of it with the icing from nothing, bunt cakes. Okay, boom. There's another million dollar idea. That you've had that million dollar idea for like three years. I know, but nobody's done it yet. So, what were some of the other classic ideas that came from below the belt? Uh, ocean pasta. Ocean pasta was one of my favorite things that ever came out of Below the Belt. Yeah. Ocean pasta, for those that aren't, and I might try to go back and find it if I can and put it in the outro, but that was Ryan, Smiling Ryan, thegym.org, or whatever the hell the place is, came up with the idea of pasta by the foot. So it would be these big reels of pasta, which is funny since not all pasta lends itself to a reel. And then it was going to be cooked, boiled in the ocean. <laughs> I don't even remember how we got to that, but I think it was 
he was talking about making cooking a lot of pasta at once, and right. then and then how uh, are you gonna do that in the ocean? <laughs> like geothermal vents, and then then his uh, ice delivery service that would uh, knock on people's door and scream "roll ice" or "roll ice." <laughs> yeah. Like like the police were there, but it was, instead it was an ice delivery service. That was a that was the same episode, if I remember, which maybe not. Downtown was also his downtown. Own. Downtown actually had some legs. I don't know, man. I think it did. I still think that that's a fascinating idea. So downtown was Ryan's idea, not yours. Let's put some distance here. Where a quote unquote normal guy. Wakes up one morning, and the world that he lives in now is entirely made up of people that have Down syndrome. But the twist is, they all think he is the abnormal one, and that they're all normal and smart and fully functional, and he has disabilities. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I think it would be even if it was just thirty minutes, just a one-time thing. I think that would be great. Can I tell you something? I like that Geico Caveman TV show that was on for like five episodes. I never saw that. I mean, I remember the commercials. Like, it's it's generally thought of as like the worst experiment in TV uh, of all time, but I, I think it was good. I may need to seek it out if they thought it was the worst. Yeah, they, everybody said it was just uh, taking a 30-second commercial bit and try to stretch it over. 30 minutes, but but I enjoy See, it. See, I think those people that say that never saw my mother the car. Have you, are you no. familiar with that? Nope. So, Dick Van Dyke's brother Jerry, who was co- on coach, you know, the Luther, the, and that wasn't, he was, no, that wasn't Luther, that was. He was a neighbor. Was he the neighbor? No, he was the other coach, the, you know, he wasn't, the, he wasn't the big dumb coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I know what you're saying, yep. Yeah, and so. He had a show in the 60s where his mother passes away and he buys an antique like 1920s car and he finds out she, her spirit now inhabits the car and other people covet this car and there's all kind of hijinks. It's awful. I mean, it is the worst idea ever. Every scene has to be in a garage or. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all involving. His mother, the car. And she couldn't transfer to nope, like, she's, the garbage no, disposal. No, she's or... stuck in the car. That is awful. I'm imagining just one scene. And she's and like then... nagging, you know, or maybe nagging's not the right word, but you know, yep. that type of, anyway, yeah, bad. So I think that's the worst. That's worse than eight hot dogs and 12 buns or yep. whatever the ratio is. But that is fascinating why, they, why the two didn't get together. Like somebody didn't notice that. Tammy says, just tell him I said, hey. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. It's really nice of her. She's generally nice in public. Now, in the DMs, look out. I I, I like when she tells me um, cool stuff that her sister does. Um, yeah, her sister's a badass. Yeah, but some of the stuff scares me. Yeah. Her sister scares me. All right. Noted man versus kangaroo fighting wannabe, Gorilla Patilla, says, why do they call it a driveway when you park on it and a parkway when you drive on it? Boom. Again, we got some like Stephen Wright, Mitch Hedberg stuff going on tonight. Mind blown. You guys do better than that. Horny for Life 26, the man that killed Clay for real, says, tell him I miss him. Awesome. I saw Clay the other day. Really? Yeah, and I meant to actually, I was supposed to, um, was was it like the Bigfoot 
footage from the 60s where he's like walking away, looking over his shoulder. I bring my car uh, to him to get for stuff because I, I trust him, you know, and I like catching up with him too. He's a good dude. We miss him. We all miss him. I um, I was going to try to, because he, he's been uh, um, boxing and stuff, I was going to try to get hook him up with Ryan for some free lessons. I completely forgot. I forgot. Tom actually. Uh, uh, is Ryan still alive? Yeah, he is. He is. I, is he married yet? Pretty pretty soon here. But Tom actually invited me for lunch a couple weeks back, and I, I forgot to get back to him. Dude, I'm 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 the worst. I really am. I'm, I'm just the worst. I'm not disputing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tommy's Tom's the best. He's the nicest yeah. guy we know, without a doubt. And I and I couldn't go when he first said uh, invited, but then I said I'll get back to you, but I never got back to him because I'm just mm-hmm. terrible. There you have it, Tommy. All right, let's see who else we got here. Oh, Inner Man says, "Is there such a thing as the Boggy Creek Monster?" Is this from uh, Red Dead Redemption Two? I don't think so. I think that's really Boggy Creek Monster. Let me look it up. That seems familiar. I think that was a maybe an '80s horror movie based on a true story. Because the new thing I'm into is looking up mysteries in Red Dead Redemption Two. When uh, Gustav came here, I'd heard that these uh, pig farmers uh, would rape you, and and um, and I was looking up that mystery, and we we discovered that they do not. They just get you drunk and steal all your money. I watched Brad play video games. That's the state of my life, folks. But that's what I I do. I love finding weird mysteries. Since there's no mysteries left in the world, it's... uh... All right. The Legend of Boggy Creek was a 1972 film where rural residents account sightings of a hairy three-toed biped in Arkansas. I wonder if he was a giant. I dated a girl that lived uh, where the Mothman was from in West Virginia. I remember that. So it looks like the... uh... Legend of Boggy Creek is about the Fook monster from Fook, Arkansas. I might be mispronouncing that. F-O-U-K-E. Okay. Which has been around since the 50s. So maybe it is and maybe it isn't. I don't know. South Carolina, my dad had the um, the lizard man. Yeah. And then we had the goat man. But I've heard the goat man was something that a lot of people reported seeing in the 1920s, and I, I can't remember. I just looked this up the other day, but I can't remember the reason why people started seeing the goat man. Well, you know, there's also, uh, what was it, the uh, the New Jersey Devil? Yeah, New Jersey Devil. Yeah. Giants, we're not going to get into giant talking yet. Giants, we've beaten giants to death. Cryptids in general, you know, I mean, what's the Lake Okeechobee or whatever up there that's their Loch Ness Monster up there towards Canada? Yep. Then Nessie, our friend. Yep, underwater ally. Yes. There's a lot that I love in Napoleon Dynamite, but that little tiny little nugget right there is one of my favorite things. That movie is so good. No profanity, no nothing, but it, it it's it's one of the best movies of all time. Right, and it's there's nothing bad about it at all. Nothing. I mean, even though the family is weird, you know, they're not dirty or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, it's... it's it's just a really, really wholesome movie. That, that gives me hope for mankind. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, no, I, I think that's I think it's valid. Okay. That and its sequel, Nacho Libre. I didn't like that one. I liked that one. Speaking of giants, they made a sequel that never. Uh, I don't even know if it got a theatrical release called Don Vereem. You seen that one? It's on Netflix. A sequel to what? Not a sequel, but a, they made a new movie, and, and it was uh, so they made. 
Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre. Then they made one with Jermaine from, from Flight of the Concords. I don't remember anything about that. I one. didn't think I saw it, but it was about like a science fiction writer. I think there might be a goat person in that, which is kind of breaking the matrix. But their fourth movie was this Don Vereen where he was a religious guy who would go around. I swear I might even talk to you about this, but he would go around trying to find religious artifacts to prove that these events from the Bible were real, okay? Oh, we have talked about that. Okay. We have talked about that. And, and he, after, he said he found the skull of Goliath, but it was right. just his 1950s wrestler's uh, skull that he, he stole out of And it's on Netflix? Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I'll have to find it. But yeah, I remember, I remember when it was being made. I don't know that it ever actually got released, but I'll have to check that out. I, uh, you know... It's interesting that they chose that topic because I want to say that they're LDS or at least grew up LDS. And I've just got through reading uh, John Krakauer's Under the Banner of Heaven. Yep. And there wasn't a whole lot in it that I didn't know about, but there were a couple of things that I, that I didn't know as much about. But one of the things he pointed out was the fascination that the Church of Latter-day Saints is the first religion to come about when there's full documentation. Yeah. First mainstream religion. Mm -hmm. And you know how there's a lot of elements that right now there are LDS archaeologists in the jungles of Central America trying to find proof of elements that are in the Book of Mormon. Yes. You know, actively working for 100 years now trying to, to document things and find. And I find that fascinating that they went that route um, for that. So I'll have to look that up. And that's a great book if anybody uh, is interested. I'm always fascinated by Mormon fundamentalism and some of the less uh, less savory tales that they'd like to keep uh, under wraps. What, one thing I found interesting, I think, I'm, I don't know if it's we, we talked about it, but there, I got a book on, uh, I didn't finish the thing, I, but I read the first uh, probably 50, 60 pages, but Joseph Smith, so uh Polygamy wasn't originally in the religion, but he starts adding it in. And his wife, at first, did we talk? Have we talked about? We this? haven't talked about it, but I, I, I certainly know what you're talking about. And his wife's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Right. You know, not what the fuck, but like, but yeah, she was just shocked. To everybody, like, I, I know what the hell you're up to, you yeah. know, like, and uh, she certainly was not happy with that. Well, and one of the doctrines. So, for those that don't know about uh, Mormonism, it has three key texts. So there's the Book of Mormon, which is more ancient history, basically. And then you have Doctrines and Covenants, which is basically where Joseph Smith lays out, here's what we're going to do. And then you have Pearls of Great Price. And in Doctrines and Covenant, he lays out the principle of polygamy. And in it, I don't remember the specific doctrine, the number, he calls her out. Like, by name. <laughs> yeah, It's like, and the Lord said, you, you know, and Alice or whatever. Yeah, whatever her name was. I can't remember off the top of my head. And it's like, yeah, honey, <laughs> look, this is what God said. Listen, Alice, you got to deal with this. That's so God. I, I think that's a, it's a fascinating thing. It's, it's an, it's a religion with more documentation than any other religion has to have in real time. So there are people writing anti, Mormon screed as soon as Joseph Smith starts putting things out there. Yep. Before people, polygamy was in there. Yeah, oh, before. Absolutely. Yep. But there are people, and it's it's fascinating to see 
both how they deal with it and how they overcame things. But also, you know, there's the guy, I can't remember his name. It may have been Bateman that was the forger in the seventies and eighties that was coming up with all of these amazing historical documents, pertinent, some revolutionary war stuff, but lots of things that were pertinent to um, the church of LDS and whether the it was actual council of the twelve, the quorum of the twelve that run the church, or it were intermediaries, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars with this guy to get documents that they didn't want to be seen, and then he basically can't. He had one that was a white salamander letter that kind of threw a twist on things that they definitely didn't want, but also he had an anti-apostate guy that had left. Uh, Joseph Smith in the early days that wrote a bunch of stuff. And he said, Oh, I've got this guy's all of his stuff and I'll sell it to you for like $400,000. And they gave him the money. Maybe it was 200,000, but it was a lot of money, but he hadn't made the documents yet. <laughs> so he was like panicked. So he, he car bombed people to try to cover his tracks and it turned. And then that he ended up going to prison for that. But it turned out the church actually had that apostate ex Mormons, documents in their vault like buried huh. so but they didn't even know it because there's so much stuff that they've yep. amassed talk about a place that you'd love to get your teeth into boy that'd be see. great because they document everything in the world you know they they're the kings of genealogy because they go back and actually proxy baptize people from hundreds of years ago so that everybody goes to the celestial kingdom and um FamilySearch.org is, is their website, and I use it for history stuff because they document so much genealogy because I guess they're trying to get us back to Adam and Eve yep. or something well, like that. Well, it's because they, they baptized the dead. Yeah. And that's they got into hot water because they started <laughs> proxy baptizing Jewish victims of the Holocaust, and somebody got wind of that in the Jewish community and, you know, well, why? caused a big stink. But if you don't believe what they're, just let them do whatever. Just baptize whoever. I, if, yeah, it's it's. If you it's, don't believe their stuff works, then who cares? I know it. It's it's a uh, on both sides. It's kind of a uh, an interesting idea. So yeah, like why do you care? But also like okay. So I don't know. Theologically, there's a lot of elements to um, Mormonism. They're fine. I I think they're they're so nice. Like they're so they are super nice. But yeah. There's some theological elements that are way different than. Christianity, so I, I'm not. I, yeah. Maybe I'll have to ask you later. But yeah, we can uh, go into that. Basically, yeah, it, it's a it's a fascinating piece. All right, next question. You're so popular. Oh, Tommy asked, "Do you have any good sad sack Brad stories?" We talked touched on those last episode. I don't think we need to do any more. Well, okay. Do you have more? No, I, I just bored. Bored. bored, yeah, well, bored. It goes from because taking care of this kid, so we got split custody. I have her half the time and don't have her the other half the time. Kid is just all over the place. She's great, but she's active imagination, right. but it's nonstop. And I don't have time to like text back to girls and stuff like that, honestly, because I'm constantly busy with this kid. Is she in school yet, or is she still in preschool? Preschool, yeah. Um, and actually, so her birthday is right uh, at the time period where we could have sent her. If we wanted to, or we could have held her back. Doctor says hold her back socially. It makes a lot right. of sense. And even though she was doing really well in preschool and stuff, we said, you know, I I did really well growing up as a kid, but I wasn't mature. And like I think that screwed me up. So we held her back, and so hopefully she'll uh, 
uh, be dominant in sports and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, cuz that's important cuz yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I I have friends that that is all that matters. Well, they talk I, about gift years and stuff and yeah, holding back for Well, it's not for sports. It's, it's honestly because I think I think if she's anything like me then she's going to be uh uh you know, immature or whatever. So, hopefully she won't be. All right. That's pretty sad. No, the, I forgot the sad thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, um, well, that's not really that sad. No, it's not sad at all. Okay. Going back to uh, Below the Belt days, Toledo asks, how's your dick? I've got a great dick story. I'm so glad. I was I was going to bring this up uh, later on if we didn't get to it, but um, I got a new dick theory. So my, my dick theory last time that we got to was um, circumcision and its effect on um, the world development or whatever. Okay. I told you last time I started to take cold showers. I think cold showers are so everybody's seen Seinfeld. You got the shrinkage, right? All did, that. They uns- did cold showers uncircumcise you? No, but what I think happened. So I don't even remember what. Pro- oh, I went to Cuba. They didn't have hot hot water there, so right. I, I had to take them for a week. And I but the room. T- I mean, it's like what eighty degrees, ninety degrees. It felt colder than that like so let's say because it's in a pipe so it's not getting no i mean not the water temperature but the room temperature yeah Yeah. it wasn't it it doesn't matter as much but it was still cold like i've probably taken a hot shower every shower except for maybe a two dozen my 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 uh adult life but um took it there my psoriasis got a little bit better because of it and and so i actually read up on that some people said it, it helps so what's the duration of your cold shower versus your hot shower? Hot I, shower being there a long time. Okay, so I think that might be a factor on your psoriasis. Absolutely that too. But one thing I've noticed is that the I think it has the opposite effect on shrinkage. Like so I think you're in the cold shower and you're getting this cold thing and and your body's keeping everything up close because Keeping warmth, you you don't want your your dick to freeze off. Right? Right. So I think that's the that's the generally how I live my life. Yes, I don't want my dick to freeze off. <laughs> well, I think that your body then takes that, and I don't even know how to explain. So it. once you get out, you get you you've contracted, but when you get out, you're... there's no contraction whatsoever. Okay. So like, I think if you're somebody who's a grower, not a shower, all you got to do is switch to cold showers and and. Uh, You'll be a, a shower. That's my my new okay. theory. I think your body it resets your body's so penis contraction. I'm trying to think when in life, other than a Seinfeld episode, when being a shower is more more important than being a grower. Well, if you're like in the Navy, that would be good, cause right? Because y'all were homoerotic. Yeah, yeah. To to not be homo. If other men are seeing your penis on a regular basis, I think that would right. be. Because otherwise it doesn't really matter. I guess you know? maybe like a nude beach or a nude resort. Like sure. a swinger resort. I don't know. And, I, dude, I'm telling I I genuinely think like, uh, anyway, I, I it wakes me up and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's uh, I'm so glad I switched to it. Now, hot showers are badass, but I think the. I uh, had to take a sh- uh, cold shower by necessity. When I was up there in Washington State, because I was staying this little that's what ca- got us started cabin on this, thing, yeah. yeah, and that was so freaking cold, yeah. and I did not measure my penis afterwards, but I was headed to work too. Well, if, if you're somebody that wants to uh, to uh, be be a shower, well, you know what? I've got a uh, I got a freebie tape measure from Harbor Freight that I was going to give you. I left it out in the trunk. I'll run down and get it. 
I'll tell you exactly what my. I don't uh, want to no. know what. Okay. I don't know any of the specifics. You can just make a, a graph. Okay. Okay. And you can. You don't have to put numbers on it. You can just you know erase the numbers or whatever. But you can have that tape measure. You can chart this out for a couple of weeks. Okay. Maybe like thirty data points, and then you can uh, figure that out. Well, and then you can keep the tape measure. I didn't. I didn't notice this until about a month ago. I got sick, and I decided to take a hot shower. And I said, "Man, this feels so good. Why did I ever go back?" And then, and then I noticed, you know, short the, dick. Yeah, short dick. And so I, I said, "No." Can't All do right. This. Well, that's uh, is that is that what he was? I don't know. I mean, sad dick. Properly? How's your dick? Was used to be, you know, like where you uh, engaging? Oh, go to the sad anything. stuff. Yeah, that's bad. I want to go into. Well, into, into bad stuff. Um, no, that's fine. I think you know that's. Shit. I think that's fine. You know we're 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 evolving. Answering. People, this shows how people miss below the belt. I, I, w- I would I would love to get that up, but, up and running, but, but I, Ryan's dead to you. No, no, he's not. I just no, I know. I just don't want to work on it anymore. All right. Well, this is from one Heavy Longmere. And he wants to know, instead of actually recording a podcast, he wants to know, explain the pros and cons of Spain's history of colonialism around the world. Um, hmm. No, I don't think you really want to know He doesn't want to know that. He's just fucking with you. Sensei Thunderfist MD, continuing on his uh, Funny Bone comedy tour, is, if the professor on Gilligan's Island could make a radio out of a coconut, then why couldn't he just fix the boat? Why can't they build a whole new boat? Well, eventually they... They do, but I agree. There's there's lots of plot holes in Gilligan's Island. Who would have thought that? I mean, but the radio out of the coconut was. Some did crazy he really? Shit. Is this like something that has been memefied? Like in the thing, did he maybe have half a radio and then he? I think he makes a battery out of the coconuts. That's that's plausible, isn't it? I don't think out of coconuts. It is out of potatoes. Very low voltage battery. Well, they used to make them in in I don't ancient know about Egypt. Coke. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there was a it's for a, electroplating yeah, or whatever. It's a you know base. You have to have a base and you have to have a an acid and it's a. I I think that's plausible. Or actually, an acid and metal. But anyway, so I bet in the show he makes the battery, but he uses a regular radio. I think they use the regular radio, but it's the battery of the coconuts. I don't know. I'll we'll have to do some more research on that. If I if I can do it, I will do it. All right, Toledo wants to know whether tacos at the Alamo. If so, what kinds? I always feel ready to go if I'm full of some refried beans with chorizo and eggs. You know, it's it's weird because taco history is. Uh, I might I might want to answer this on the show, but like, yeah, don't don't give away the. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of debate over taco history. Tune in to Our Texas. Yep, a podcast about Texas history, hosted by Professor Brad and KJ Ellis. So tune in and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. That's a future. That's uh, we're not gonna. There's a huge controversy over hard shell tacos. By the way, that's some people claim that's an American invention. Some people claim it's a Mexican American invention. Nobody nobody claims it's uh it was in Mexico, which I it's hard to believe. It seems like at some point somebody would have thrown a, a tortilla in, in a, a fr- and fried. fried. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, I'm trying to think of Mexican Mexican food, not Tex Mex. How much frying? It's more like pan fried stuff. There's not a whole lot of deep frying that I can think of. Oh, um, I mean, there is nowadays. I, I well, think. maybe now, but like chili rellenos were more, more pan fried. I think that's an American thing too. Uh, is it? 
I, I don't know. Chilorenos were a more Mexican thing, but I could be wrong. Well, you know what? There you go. Chilorino yep. talk on our Texas. You just turn it, tune in. All right. Since a Thunderfist asked, who would win a 40-yard dash, a little person or a pig? Pig. I think kind of depends maybe on the little person. Sure. that's a big, you know, because there's like, I, uh, I've known some, <laughs> we get this clean so I can cut it. I've known some good-sized dwarves. Now, they might not have been able to go like a 400-yard dash, but 40, they might beat the pig. Depends on the pig, too. Are we talking about baby pig, shoat? Are we talking about, you know, a big old, you know, 300-pound? So, anyway, I don't know. I don't know. There's some fast pigs. Yeah, but they, but is there is there dwarfs riding pigs? Is that a thing that I've seen? I don't think I've ever seen a dwarf riding a pig. I thought there was a race or some, it used to be a bit. I mean, there's kids. That, oh, the kids are riding the pigs. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I was but thinking But I see of. how you compare little people to kids. Because they are the same height a lot of times. So Not always but, the same weight, though. But sometimes they are. I, I knew one dwarf that he was a stout boy, and he wore overalls, not unlike me. And he was one of the dirtiest joking people I've ever met. Like, didn't care in public, just dirty. And he was totally using his stature as a bit. To be the self-defense mechanism, the dirty dwarf. Do you listen to Gordon and uh, Dak uh, Shepherds? I did not listen to it. It's pretty neat, man. Is it? Yeah, they they get into some weird uh, discussions on about his, humor on, and stuff on like uh, on his pred- pre- uh, on his podcast. Yeah, I never have listened to that. I'm always leery of the famous person podcast. I am too. Um, I think he's good. I think because he's he's got improv things but he's also like you know a drug addict he's also from i think a poor background he's got a family with uh, a lot of issues and stuff i think that guy's legitimate i think okay i'll check it out yeah ty and i've been listening to the dennis miller podcast and enjoying it thoroughly but he's he does he interview or what does he do well sometimes he's just ranting like ty and i do off the air and very much pragmatic middle-aged guy okay this is We've gone too far type stuff. Yep. And then uh, other times, when he first started it, it was just this random mix of the company that he's doing the podcast with. Like, they would just book guests, and it would be awkward. And But over the last few months, he's gotten to where it's people he knows, mm-hmm. and it's much more natural and entertaining. So he'll have, like, uh, Paul Schaefer, the old band leader oh, from... Yeah. Uh, David Letterman or Dana Carvey or somebody like that. Or, you know, it's much, it's him talking with his friends and it's much, much more entertaining. Um, but we enjoy that. But he's had, you know, he's had talk shows and stuff all through the years. But these people just like, oh, I'm famous. I've got a podcast. Those are the ones I'm kind of like, eh. You just, like Conan O'Brien isn't, isn't very good. I hadn't listened to that. I saw it, but I didn't listen to it. Um, I don't know who else would be. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. Have we hit peak podcasts? Yeah, we have. We I, have. I think uh, there was some talk online, I think, on Twitter about that here recently. And I think it got to be peak podcast when people started intentionally trying to make money doing it. If that makes sense? Yeah. 
Like, it's not just, oh, we do this, but we can make some money doing it. Oh, we're going to make this podcast to make money type thing. I think that's where it hit the point where it's kind of lost its... Yeah, I can see that. That was my thought. Now, there's certainly some professional podcasts that are good, but I just think now it's just like this oversaturation. There was something... We're proof, both of Oh, well, but we're just jerking off to do this. I mean, one of the things that... you and I are a prime example, we would be having these same dumb conversations without the recorder. Mm-hmm. In fact, you, when I got here, you're like, well, let's start recording instead of just talking. Like, yeah, how do humans have normal conversations anymore? This well, is, we don't have, I mean, but we talk like this no matter what. I mean, I know, but we don't ever talk. Like, where do people go to, to just talk? Besides- oh yeah, no, we don't talk unless I come down here to talk. We, we see each other like two or three times a year. But like, I don't know, I don't invite people to dinner, and I don't know, I just don't know, I don't well, understand how, what social interaction is. I, I don't either. I think, I enjoy it when I when I have it, I just don't I think understand how to get to that point. I think you either have moments where very, you live in a neighborhood, and you have a, like a Hank Hill, King of the Hill, standing around the drinking beer with That'd the guys. That'd be great. That, that live, well, that's the guy, in that case, those guys all knew each other growing up. But I think for most people, especially in the DFW Metroplex, you're stuck with whoever lives near you. And mm-hmm. Think about all the assholes that probably live near you. Like most, you know, the chance you're going to find somebody. Now, you and I would have trouble with that because we want to sit here and talk about books about, you know, whatever history yeah. and crazy ideas. I used to run into this when my wife was still working at uh, outside the home and everything. And we would go to parties at her bosses and it would be all the other, she worked with a bunch of women. So they're all these other husbands and I could talk to them, but there wasn't anything that I could talk to them about outside of guns or where they went hunting or where they went fishing. Not that I don't like those things, but that's all there was. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to talk about the new tires they got for their four wheeler type thing. Yep. There wasn't any exchange of ideas or anything like that. But on the flip side, I've also met people that could talk about some of the stupid shit we talk about, but they're too serious. Yeah. They don't want to have a talk about giants and yep. make jokes about it and make jokes about their dicks. Yeah. So if it wasn't for me already having my two ready-made childhood friends with me, like people like you and a few others are the first people I've met in my adult life where it's like that. Yep. So I don't know. I don't have the answer to you. And I wish I wish I had a girl. You, I I, I do. Well, uh, yeah, because I, I I I love new ideas. I love conversation, and I love uh, that kind of stuff. But it's just uh, it's uh, it's hard. hard well, to know. so on your Bumble profile, put go listen to Can You Hear Me, and be like Gustav. Yeah, be like Gustav, but thinner and better looking. I try to be friendly to people too. Like I think my neighbors. I may be making some assumptions here, but I think they're Kenyan, and I think they're runners because mm-hmm. they're they're out there at like eight in the morning. And if they're doing this shit professionally, which I don't, it might be. Is that racist to assume that Kenyans that run long distance every morning are professional? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's racist. Is just kind of crazy. But I mean, that's what are the, I mean. How many professional runners are there? That's what I'm. I'm wondering. So I don't know. Maybe I maybe cut this out. I think, I, just, I think it's just kind of crazy. No, I think it's fine. I don't think it's racist. I mean, there's a lot of 
ultra top level like does normal Kenyans come over here and do they run a lot like like, i don't know that's what i'm wondering like i mean white people run too i don't think they're i don't but i don't think that's racist but i I just i don't i don't know i just i just now it it would be racist if you said they're faster because they're from kenya maybe i don't know no i'm i'm just saying that. although empirically maybe that's correct i don't know that's where you get into trouble is when it might empirical data might show something, but when you say it out loud, then it becomes racist. I, th- I think that they say they the altitude mixed with the fact that the moderate temperatures and the uh, I'm going to put in Jimmy the Greeks uh, bit into the open and outro for this. But no, but it's not that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like all black people though. It would be this would just be a particular uh, group like one, the one country the. Uh, it's all social construct, is what I meant to I, say. I don't see race. I don't see yeah, color. I don't see race. So I, I, I don't see Kenyans. I don't. I don't either. I, I just see humans. Yep. I was just asking if they were race. Never mind. Whatever. Why don't you? Why don't you see if they're professional? Racers? They don't want to talk to me. Like I, I keep coming up and like like trying to talk to them. I don't understand what this guy's doing. I don't. I. I, I don't. I just don't understand his bit. He's. It's a a weird thing. I. I, I don't. I think in general. Most people don't interact with their neighbors in general. Yep. I would think in an apartment or think this a, lady's hitting on me and I don't I hang out with her. I just don't want her to hit on me. Okay, we're burying the lead there, but let me finish my statement. I think that most people in apartments especially don't want to interact with their neighbors. And I I think it'd now, be so much give us some more about the, the lady hitting on you. Age? Yeah, we're kinda older and then Is not, she like sixty? Probably late forties and then just not not, not hot? Yeah. No, well, I mean, not even, it's, no, of course you can be hot late 40s, absolutely, but just not, not my thing. She too big? It's just not. She's too not, thick for you? No, it's just not, I don't mind that at all, it's just not. Uh, yes, you do, your thick's not your type. It's just not uh, um, put together well, I guess. She's I don't got, know, I don't want to She's got a dead tooth? I think that's a possibility. Did you ever say that it's always sunny Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's good. So, all right. Well, that's that's. Do that's, we have any more questions? That I that's can... what I'm checking out. No, I think we're. Uh, I think we've hit our, our our max here. So, but anyway, I just wanted to get some listener listener interaction because they don't get to talk to you now. People love you. I I think that you don't realize how much genuinely people like you. But I feel terrible because I can't like them back. Like TC, he he invites me out like pretty often, and I I love him as a human being. But I either got the kid or I'm scared to, to leave my house. Right. And so, like, I'm sure I'm making him feel bad. Because, probably not. Because, or, or or people here, like, they're, they're, they're being so Tommy, nice. To, yeah, you probably hurt Tommy's feelings. Well, that's what I'm saying. And and, and I I don't know. No, he, he, he's, no he's fine. I, I would love if that's another thing I, I need is, uh, is a female Gustav that's willing to come to my house, too, because I'm, I'm too scared to leave the house. A little agoraphobia going on? I don't even know if it's that. It's just inconvenient. Well, I think partly, and to your point, and I'm not knowing, you know, I, I think society in general, modern society has deconstructed all of the construction that we used to have. You know, people had lodges and people had churches. And not, not that people don't go to church, but it's just not as common as it was. You know, there were... People were in the Lions Club or all these things, you know, and the Masons and all this stuff. Even bowling leagues and things like that. You know, there were things that people yes did that 
people don't do now. And I, I wish we could find a way. Like, so I, I know you're a religious man. I, I'm not. I just don't believe certain things. Right. But I understand that I would love to go to church because I think the social settings need. I think the love the idea of you know having somebody teach me something. But I actually went to a a, a church uh, at one point that was non-religious or something. Like a Unitarian like, Universalist type thing? Something like that. And it's just like, this is, we're playing a game here. Like, this doesn't... Yeah, I, I never have actually attended a Unitar- Unitarian Universalist uh, service. I've always been fascinated by that idea. Because originally, you had the Unitarians and you had the Universalists. They were separate, but they eventually combined, I guess, 1890s or so. And they're almost like two different ideas. Like, Unitarian was more, I can't remember, I might get it wrong. One was, eh, we're just kind of, and but the others are like, yes, it's all good. We're just not specific. And they kind of combined it. And I think now it's just kind of, I don't know what it is. Um, but I've always been fascinated by that. But that's something that kind of grew out of that post great awakening come yep. down. Same thing Mormonism came out of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I wish, um, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to think. One of the things I always think about is if a religion can provide a service that people can't deconstruct, like you're saying, and you know, say, "Oh, that's a stupid, dumb," you know, like like every we say about everything right. these days, then you know, people would go to it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the future is for for religion. I, I just wish there. I, I don't. I, I think that there will probably be some type of swing back at some point. Sure. Because, you know, I mean, even America hasn't always been as religious as it has been in other times. Sure. I think people lose sight of that. I, I don't know. It's certainly the more generations aren't growing up in the church, and I'm not anywhere near as devout, for lack of a better term, as it, as I was when I was younger. Um, so I can certainly see, like, my kids probably will just be, eh, yeah, I believe in God, but eh, you know, type yeah. thing. So I think that's probably where we're headed. If you told me that when I was growing up in a very strict, not the right word, but very old school Baptist congregation, I would think, oh, that's, you know, oh, no. At the same time now, I'm like, well, you know, there's good and bad, you know, obviously. So I, I don't have answers to anything pretty much. I should, that's why I shouldn't name this podcast. I don't, I don't have answers. But, bowling or yeah, we should get together for bowling then. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah, I'm yeah. needs to be. But you know, there's things you know, or people like heavy and Ty's dad, and they still live relatively close to each other. You know, a few miles. I mean, not a few, but ten miles. But they still have poker games with this group of guys. But it, it's a small town. You know, it's one of those things where. As soon as you leave that small town, it instantly becomes harder to have that Mayberry RF, you know, Andy Griffith dynamic. Oh, I know, you know, these people and they stop by. Like, cause the, the benefit there is, isn't the poker. Cause you can get poker anywhere. I think it's the gossip. Yes, the gossip. It's, it's the old men, like in my town. Cause I live in a bigger town now, but not real big, but the old men at the donut shop every morning at the coffee shop. They sit there and they talk. It's bullshit. It's a, it could be a damn podcast, but, yep. you know, it's um, it's that same interaction. I think that's one of the things that people like podcasts like this where it's just 
people talking about bullshit is it's, oh, I'm part of that. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of have that back when you used to be able to hang out with your friends for hours at a time and talk about dumb shit. That's where I get orig- a lot of original, learn a lot of stuff is, is this uh, new ideas. You're absolutely right. That replaces a lot of the, I think uh, there's that. That's why people tune to it. You know, we started because we were just spending time talking all the time. We thought, well, we could do that. I mean, we don't generally talk about anything groundbreaking or anything too deep. I and mean, we do at times, but not in general. It's just us bullshitting. Yeah, I like the old stories. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But we don't make, I mean, well, we made some new stories with our trip, but, you know, we're reliving the past, which I guess is what middle-aged guys do. I don't want to, though. I, I want to be doing new stuff because I, I don't know. It's been so boring lately. Well, I won't. I won't deny that us taking that trip was was really good, really. But and I know we'll take some more. But at the same time, I could see even that turning into a routine. Like if we went yep. to the same place every yep. time, and you know that sort of thing. There's a show on Netflix. I've only watched a couple of episodes, and I still don't know what to think about it. But it's got uh, Maya Rudolph and Fred Armiston. Uh, Care what's called, but the opening episode they keep they're a married couple and they keep going back to this uh lake house and it's just over and over and over repetition and then it gets into some all kinds of existentialistic stuff uh it's on amazon prime i don't know what it's called but anyway it kind of like punches you in the gut as you think about your day-to-day routine it's just the same Mm -hmm. you know so that was kind of a oh but you got the kid, you know, that's a... That's a, a new thing. I want more, I think, eventually. More kids? Yeah, I don't have money, though. Oh, uh, I got three. Yeah. And I love them, and they're great. Three is a lot. I don't know how anybody affords or handles more than three. Yeah. Um, I'd be I'd be doing... I wouldn't be rich if I had one, but... Three's expensive, and my kids aren't even in like expensive stuff or anything. Yeah, we probably spent more on activities when they were younger, but I don't know. I could see a benefit of just having one. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade you kids for anything. I love you all three, but you know they're not going to listen to this. Maybe. I think they they listened to like one episode, and it was me talking about uh, something really boring, and I was like, yes. They didn't like tune into Good. us strip club review or anything like that but i do hope that's i'm not gonna get into that i do hope that someday when i'm gone that they look back and they can say oh you know there's hundreds of hours of my dad and my friends and my my dad's still around but if i had like hundreds of hours of my grandfather telling stories and just being himself i would cherish that so i'm hoping that they will at some point. I think I told you this, but my my dad. I'm gonna hopefully uh, see him. He think about moving down here. Um, but um, I told you about when he was eight years old playing cowboys and Indians with his friends in uh, in Indiana. Them discovering a, a body of a yeah. We told you. I, told I you think about we that. talked about. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna get a recording of him telling yeah, that no, story. That'd be great. Yeah, because I and a couple other things I want to hear about. And that's something I need to do with my dad. You know, is just go back to the stories because. My my grandfather, his dad, was a real early technology adopter. And he had a really good job in the 70s. And so he bought 
one of the first VCRs and camcorders, like in 77 or something. And he had, I wish he'd done it for himself, but he talked to his, like this really ancient cousin. She's in her nineties and got her life story and how her like mom killed her dad, you know, all this crazy stuff, you know, and got her sat down and talk, but I don't think he did it for himself. And then, you know, eventually you're gone. Um, so I would love stuff like that. Not that I've ever sat down and done my own history, but I think that's a great idea. Yep. We all should do that. Everybody go interview somebody old. Yep. Right now. Right now. Some old kids. waiting. You got a phone. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Think about that. I mean, how insane is it that you can record, document everything? People spend their time taking pictures of what they're eating. It's weird because I, I wonder... Well, I don't want to get into. It. I'm I'm starving. I'm gonna. You start. You're dying. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we'll wrap it up, and I'll get out of here, and you can eat, and then yeah, you can take a cold shower and measure your dick. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, it it's guys. You know, listen to it. Listen to that advice. If if anything, you you take if you take anything from this. Well, not a lot of men see me naked, so I don't know. I'm going to get any benefit from it. If that's your only reason for taking a cold shower, is to it's the only reason. It's the only okay, benefit. Well, then I'm. I'm out. I'm just gonna. Um, Mrs. Gustav's not going to uh, be impressed with a, a slightly longer limp dick. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to you later. And uh, adios. See you later. Bye. Everybody knows in the second life we all come back sooner or later As anything from a pussy cat to a man-eating alligator The way you all may think my story is more fiction than it's fact But believe it or not, my mother did Decided she'd come back as a claw She's a very old riding star A 1928 port she helps me through everything I do And I'm so glad she's here I'm my mother the car I'm my mother the car Do women know about shrinkage? What do you mean, like laundry? No. Like when a man goes swimming afterwards? It shrinks? Like a frightened turtle. Why does it shrink? It just does. I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salley. Good night from Dallas, Texas.